Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's great to have you here on a Monday. It'd be a lot better if Steph Curry were also here this Monday, but he's not. And he will not be here for a foreseeable number of Mondays. We've got a lot of ambiguity around this knee injury for Steph Curry. Let's start with this, Ray. And Good afternoon. Happy week to you. <laughs> Why not? Hi. Hi. Uh, I can't believe that the injury, that knocked knee injury that Steph Curry is now suffering the effects of, doesn't happen more often. I mean, it's really amazing when you think about how few injuries the NBA really does produce that are serious to catastrophic to that's a bad knee to that's a torn ACL to that's a sprained meniscus. It's amazing that these guys just don't hurt themselves more with the running, jumping, and cutting that they're doing against other world-class athletes who are all running and jumping and cutting and just knock knees on a basketball court. You'd think that it would be... You'd get two or three of these a month. Like It's amazing that they don't, that this league doesn't produce more injuries of just, oh, one guy was zigging, the other was zagging, their knees knocked, and here we are. Well, most of it is, I mean, I would would speculate that the majority of injuries in the NBA are injuries of wear, not injuries of collision. And the, the specific way that Curry got hurt that is remarkable, given the number of high screens that are you know are set now yeah. that weren't set a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, that said, these are pretty nimble people, and you're going to see a lot more guys spraining ankles because they landed on somebody else's foot than they collided with each other. Because part of the goal of basketball is not to collide with other people. They're incredible athletes. They truly are. They're they're amazing at what they do, and it's just unfortunate that Curry is out. What? Have we agreed to what this is, even is? Are we going to call this a month? Because it feels like if the Warriors are telling you it's a few weeks, well, a few is easy to say, all right, well, then that's at least three. And what we know about the Warriors, you know, 
front office, about their their medical staff, is that they are always erring on the slide of uh, on the side of slow and steady and caution, which is the right thing to do. Sixteen days at the very very least that would have them returning after the All Star break, and right now that even feels like a optimistic prognosis. If he's out through. The entirety of February, the rest of the way, Ray, we're talking about nine games. Now, Curry's leg, his ankle went a bit wonky in Denver earlier in the week. And then in Dallas, again, while he was defending a drive from McKinley Wright, Wright's knee collided with Curry's leg. And immediately he started flexing all the international signs of, ouch, that stung. Momentum carried him up into the stands and as he was coming down from the stands you could already see a very visible limp in his gait i know he stayed on the court for a little while but that little while didn't last very long they brought him back and we didn't see him again and now we're not going to see steph curry for at least a while and the bad news is here ray they have pretty much wasted away all their margin of error with their wildly lackluster first half. And so here they are in gots-to-win basketball games mode without Steph Curry for at least, this is a conservative estimate, I feel, eight to nine of the next games. It's a bad place to be operating from. Yeah, no, they have to operate uh, with the kindness of strangers because as grim as this looks, they are still, weirdly enough... Two games out of fourth, which means that if they somehow cheat the Reaper and break even in those next eight to ten games, they're still in the middle of having a decent playoff seed. They will be in the mix almost through no fault of their own, right? Well, yeah, I mean, because uh, these teams will play each other and not enough of them can either fall out of the race or pull away from everybody else. It's, It's what it's been all along. It's been... Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, field of 10, Spurs, Rockets. And that's what it's been for the last month and a half, and that's probably what it's going to be till the end of the year. It's certainly no longer the Brooklyn Nets. On Friday, we were talking about, oh, Kyrie Irving has requested another trade, and here by this Monday afternoon show, it's been done. But it wasn't done in the direction that I think Kyrie wanted it done in. It certainly wasn't done in the direction that might have even presented the Nets with the best possible return. Joe Sy in Brooklyn said, where does he want to go? He wants to go to L.A.? Okay, let's consummate this deal with the Dallas Mavericks then. They've officially had it with Kyrie Irving. And for the Dallas Mavericks, look, it's, it's a big swing. Is it a move they can afford to make? Sure. Do they want to give him a long-term deal? You'd be crazy to because Kyrie can either run hot or cold faster than anybody in sports. So I wouldn't want to be in a long-term deal with Kyrie. But you would think if he's even capable of woofing down a slice of, I don't know if humble pie is even the right word, because he's the one that basically said, I don't like what you're offering me contractually, Brooklyn, so trade me or I'm shutting it down the rest of the way. Um, he's good, man. I mean, as a basketball player, just a basketball player, Kyrie is an A+. As everything else that comes with being an in-the-spotlight 
very popular NBA athlete. He's a failing grade. He really is. Um, Kyrie and Luka, there's a ton of ball dominance there to be figured out. Ray, why do I think in a really odd way, while the entire world is telling me this isn't going to work out, I think I know why Mark Cuban did it. That's because Mark Cuban doesn't get bites at this level of Apple. It comes with risk. He had to take it. And this is, hands down, the single best teammate Luka Doncic will probably ever have in his career. Let's see what they can do together. Yeah, I mean, what they did was they strip-mined all their depth. And Dorian Finney-Smith is a great defender. Spencer Dinwiddie is a very useful player. Yep. And now they basically are are, are a two-man team. Do I think that gets them any closer to winning the West? No, I don't. But... I think Mark Cuban sort of concluded that, you know what, we're not going to win the West the way we are. And if it doesn't work out, he's probably going to leave at the end of the season anyway to try to get on the Lakers. So let's give this a go. Yes, does it cause us longer-term ache? Yes. But screw it. I this is This is the most winnable this conference has been in a decade. So... Let's see if this works, because the other thing isn't working. It's pretty interesting. Instead of it being Luka versus opponent, it's now Luka Kyrie versus opponent. We'll see what that means. Well, Luka and help versus opponent. Now it's Luka Kyrie no help versus opponent. Because that's the thing, is they don't have a lot else going on. Even though there is some chatter that the Nets are trying to involve... A third team. At Toronto, apparently, with Fred Van Vliet as the bait. So we'll see how that works out. Unless I'm getting a lion's share of return from both teams, there's no way I would jump into this deal if I'm Toronto. Uh, I have been really helped out. Oh, never mind. I just got in my ear. The Kyrie to Dallas trade straight up is official, which is a fancy word and way to say official. Uh, officially. Kevin Durant is left as king of a crumbling kingdom in Brooklyn, one that he chose for himself specifically to go play with the teammate that just abandoned him and left him holding a bag of good luck with that. Like Kevin Durant has a turning 35 years old September coming up for him. And he's got a three-year deal remaining on his current contract that'll pay $46, $49, and $53 million over the next three seasons. Here's a guy who is always good to miss between 13 and 25 games just because that's where he is in his career when he is out there. He is a spectacular basketball entity. And he's going to have to be that spectacular basketball entity basically by himself now. With the Brooklyn Nets, who are, you know, Kevin Durant, Spencer Didwini, Dorian Finney-Smith, Joe Harris, Patty Mills, and, you know, when available, T.J. Warren? Like, yuck. Ben Simmons is now among the worst contracts in all of sports. Where they go from here is going to be fascinating. If this means Kevin Durant is looking for another exit out of Brooklyn before Thursday, this offseason, or sometimes next year, I don't know when, which... One of those three options, but it's going to be one of them. Uh, it's going to be at the end of the season. I think he'll ask again to be traded because unless the Nets, as they are now constituted, are better than the way they were, and that's hard to imagine that because when Durant and Irving were healthy and playing together, they went 
21 and 3 at one stretch. So I'm not sure that Brooklyn gets better in the short run, but they do get rid of that migraine that has been throbbing behind their left eye for the last year and a half. And ultimately, they're going to have to rebuild, which means that I don't know that Durant sticks around for another rebuild. Because don't forget, he came in with the idea of building around uh, Irving and Harden. Now he's got Dinwiddie, perfectly useful, and Simmons, who you can't play in a fourth quarter. He's every bit as bad as he was two years ago and he was still in Philly. So Be careful what you ask for, kids. You just might get it. Well, he didn't ask for any of this, but it's a natural offshoot of getting that. I mean, the minute you and, leave and the, the, smartest, well, yeah. the minute you leave a well-run organization to take a flyer on I hope it works out with Kyrie, you you did ask for it. Kevin yeah. Durant asked for this. Well, he didn't ask for this, but what he got is a direct result of what he asked for. We got so much to get into today. We're going to have Tim Legler join us in about an hour from now. Former NBA player, analyst on ESPN. Always a great conversation with Tim Legler. As the NBA trade deadline approaches, there are an awful lot of roadblocks in the way for any Warrior offer. And when we come on back, we're going to get right into the question. Does Steph Curry's absence affect the Warriors' behavior here is the deadline approaches. That's what we got for you this afternoon. Damon and Ratto, great to have you along today. We're brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. So it is a Monster Monday brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. There's no going back to the Super Bowl for this show this year. And there you go. There is your Super Bowl week report. Oh, no. We're not there. Damn it. Brock Purdy gave his elbow. So we could stay here this week. I would rather finally have, he's done something useful. I, w- I would have rather have been at the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not going to lie; those things can be fun, but uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. So here we are. Welcome to Super Bowl week. The entire world likes the Eagles, Ray. I kind of like the Chiefs on Sunday. I want to start breaking it down at uh, 3:20 on a Monday afternoon. We got all week to do this, but I kind of like the Chiefs in this game. I guess it all depends on how many legs Patrick Mahomes can stand on. One seems to be enough. I'm not going to lie. Well, one seems to be enough against most teams. Against Philadelphia, I'm not sure. All I know is the biggest Chiefs bar in Philadelphia sold tickets for viewing on Sunday. Got so many people buying tickets that they shut down for the day. They basically said, we can't do this, and they closed the bar on Sunday. Probably their biggest day of the year. This is what happens when you try to choose to manage a crowd. You should have just opened the doors and let them come in. Hire a bouncer and say we're too full. I think the fire marshal would have had something to say about that. Well, it's a thing. You got to have a bouncer at the door. You got to know what the head count is. Let them in, let them out. Two in, two out. Two out, two in. That's Well, nobody's going out once they're in. Well, that's so you get there early. I mean, it's, it's basically, it's human Tetris at that point. Right, so they just decided we'll do no business instead of doing a brisk business this Super Bowl Sunday? That's what they said. That's probably wrong. Charlie's Saloon, in case you were planning to break in. Go Chucks. I do have this for you, though. 49ers' home opponents and road opponents have been revealed. We don't know the order in which they will come out, but uh, home games next year, obviously, your division opponents the Rams, the Cardinals, Seahawks, Cowboys, Giants, Ravens, Bengals, and Buccaneers. Coming to Levi Stadium, and they have an extra road game this year. They've got nine on the road, which, of course, begin with their three division opponents, the Rams, the Cardinals, Seahawks, then Eagles again, Commanders, Vikings, Browns, Steelers, and Jaguars. What are you going to do with that information? Uh, Other than the Eagles, the Jaguars might be the most interesting game. It it really might be. It really might be. And by the way, the Cardinals still don't have a head coach. We'll see what the Browns look like after an offseason, too. It was a weird they're year the for Browns. Them. Yeah, it was a weird year for them. Yeah. Um, by the way, Brian Flores took the defensive coordinator's job with the Vikings after turning down an interview with the Cardinals. Wow. For their head coaching job. Wow. Nothing says, I don't want to be here. Like, I'd rather... Yeah, like, I don't... I'm like, I'm not showing up. Like, I'll take a lateral move to another franchise before I take the head job of yours. It almost sounds like the the Cardinals offered him that. They offered him an interview to maybe uh, 
sort of undercut part of his lawsuit against the NFL and the, and the Dolphins. Oh, so one hand washes the other? Hard to believe. Good Lord. Uh, we do have this, though, to offer up for you. And I know, Ray, you're going to like this very much. You know, the Super Bowl really is like a, a measure of the zeitgeist. Like, the commercials you see are for the products of the day, usually featuring the cause celeb pitchman of the day, using the topics and the technology and the jokes of the day. Like, there is going to be, you know, Timothy Chalamet doing something on TikTok in the Super Bowl. It's just, it's going to happen. Do, do you even know what any of that means or represents? Yes, I do. Okay. So there's going to be something about it. And, and there really is something to be said that your Super Bowl and Super Bowl commercials are a little bit of a time capsule for all the things happening in the world at that moment. Guess what's not happening in Super Bowl commercials this year? Crypto. Zero crypto spots sold. So if you got into crypto, uh, you have made a, a grave error because uh, it was all pretend to begin with and now no one's even bothering to pretend. Well, weirdly, the people who would have wanted to do crypto ads for the Super Bowl were going to have to pay in actual money. And they didn't have any of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we offer you some Bitcoin for that spot? Nah. You know, I mean, they, they may as well come come to the network and say, we will pay in Prussian francs. Ooh. The Prussian francs are the most valuable. I mean, just, you know, it, that's one of the great scams of, of this century. Certainly, you know, certainly beats the Bernie Madoff scam. It is something else. I, yeah, are there are there going to be any commercials for Ponzi schemes in the uh, in the I, Super I'll tell Bowl you this what, year? They'd be the mo they'd be the truest ads going. Hi, give us your money, and you'll never see it again. Call us at one eight hundred. You got screwed. So we'll tell you what uh, who will be advertising a little bit later on today. But right now we have not our Ray, not Mister Ratto, but another Ray, a more successful Ray. Since he's calling Wouldn't from be hard. since he's calling from Belmont, I guess things have gone okay for Ray. Ray in Belmont, you're on ninety five seven the game. Hello. Hey you guys, I'm a warrior lifer and I've got a little different perspective on Wiggins' defensive intensity and lack of it, kind of really killing the Warriors and a couple details about that. Oh well I mean we weren't uh, talking about it at all, but if you yeah. feel it's the right time to oh. come in with that, go right ahead. <laughs> yes, uh well um, yeah, they said like the Warriors are life and death death for me, but um his uh, on-ball in a set situation defense, like against Tatum in the finals, uh, was quite good. But now Kaminga's even better at that and, you know, lifts the defensive intensity. But other than that, all of his defense, all of the intangibles, the lack of rebounds, and especially the transition defense, because in today's NBA, it's like the Steve Nash, Amare, eight seconds or less on steroids, because you got four three-point shooters. So if Wiggins lopes it back on defense, and you never see him jump out a three-point shooter block or even um, get out in time, his lack of defensive intensity has a carryover effect on the rest of the team. And I feel like people are down on Poole, but if you watch the Christmas game, um, at least Poole's sheer will, without Curry and Wiggins playing in that game, carried us to a win over Memphis, not because he was hot, but at least he's got that fifth gear, where Wiggins, I feel like, is the guy that really should be moved for the Warriors I was bummed when we uh, paid him $100 million rather than kept Peyton. 
And I feel like he's the biggest key because defensive intensity is chemistry. And he's the guy that is kind of the, the, the main guy at the lowest end of the spectrum. And you got a guy like DiVincenzo, who you think Kerr would love. You've got Kaminga, who is really showing the intensity. And those guys, I feel like Kerr should be playing and not Wiggins. Well, uh, wanted to hear what you guys thought. Well, look, I, when it comes to intensity, I don't know if Andrew Wiggins is ever really going to check that box from just a eye test alone. He is not wired to slap the floor, follow me, I know the way. He's just, it's just not his personality. I don't know if it's passivity, Canadian passivity. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Wiggins, but there is a lack of visible dog in him right up until last year's NBA Finals. And then you saw it a little bit. And in the aftermath of the parade, you know, he was up there basically promising, this is who I am now. You know, I'm going to go out and get you six, seven, eight reboard, uh, rebounds a night now. This is who I've learned I need to be. And it hasn't exactly happened. Now, when I do think of the problems on this team, I, I, I got to say this, Ray. Andrew Wiggins is not one of the first names that comes to mind. But our caller, Ray from Belmont, does, you know, point out something that I think is a pretty good observation. It's just saying that, you know, if you're going to launch threes right away and you got a guy who's not even down there to get your rebounds, not even down there in the low post or also hanging out at the perimeter, it, it might gum things up a little bit. I don't think Wiggins is the chief that offended me basketball player on this team in any way. But could he be doing more? You're damn well right he could be. More rebounds, more intensity, more I'm a leader on this team now, follow me, I know the way. Especially now that Curry's out, there's an opportunity for him to do that. Um, you know, I mean, he's he has not been as effective defensively. I don't think it's because he lacks dog. I think he is who he is. And I think what you saw in the postseason was a guy who said... You know, well, this is what I have to do, so this is what I have to do. And he came up big there, and I don't think it's un, unreasonable to assume that he would, wouldn't do that again if given a similar assignment. I mean, I could see him guarding uh, Irving every night in a, in a series. Um, I also think that he hasn't been healthy for a lot of the year. So I don't know what it is that has caused him to be less effective, but I wouldn't omit that as a reason. The whole team is less effective. I mean, there's just no other way to look at it. it the entire team has let the team down. Yeah, I mean, I just, I yeah, and like I like you, I wouldn't put Wiggins at the top of that list by any means. I mean, it's just, it's, they are a victim of, I think, overthinking the situation they were in and creating a a bench that isn't nearly as useful and effective as their past benches have been. And it's not just about old versus young. It's been clear all year long that they don't have the Peyton Porter type who can come in and say, okay, we need this done now. Can you do that? And they would get it done. I don't think they have that anymore. So they're sort of stuck with whatever it is Jonathan Kaminga has to give you. You can't tell Jonathan Kaminga to do something 
different than what he's already doing. I just don't think they're as adaptable. I don't think they're as um, as multi-tooled as past Warrior teams. And I think that's an issue about roster construction more than anything else. They took a gamble on Jamichael Green, who up until now has been a profound disappointment. Uh, they rolled the dice on Dante DiVincenzo, who's been good at times, not good at times. And the young guys have not come up really at all. I mean, Kaminga's had stretches, but, you know... Wiseman's unavailable. Yeah, Moody's, Moses Moody's yeah. unavailable. You know, Patrick, the, uh, or uh, uh, PBJ. Baldwin. Is just, yeah, yeah. Baldwin is just not in the yeah. mix. No, I just, no. I just, and I think maybe part of that is because those guys are not useful NBA players yet. And maybe never. So, I, I think this is a roster problem. I don't think they're deep enough. And they're also getting up in years. So that's when you need your depth more than ever. And they don't have it. I like DiVincenzo, but the rest of the signings have not really worked out. And let me just ask you, as we're sitting here looking at a trade deadline that will be here on Thursday afternoon. So speak now or forever hold your peace time. Will Curry's absence in any way affect what the Warriors were about to do here at the trade deadline? I think they were Rogered before this, and they're definitely Rogered now. Because who wants what they have to offer to the point where they would give up something of value in return? And if you're just going to make a cat and dog deal, you haven't really accomplished anything. So I think, you know, just like all the other trade deadlines the Warriors have been involved in, they're, they're going to be watching other people make phone calls. Because I don't think they can be players. I just I, I don't see how either the math, the desire, or the value is there for them. There are a lot of roadblocks standing in the way of any Warriors offer. We'll get into those in a second. Last week when he joined us on Friday, I asked Steve Kerr straight up. And I just want to make sure that I've heard you correctly. We don't want to misquote you. You believe the Golden State Warriors can repeat as NBA champions as built tonight. Yeah, 100%. That is uh, absolutely something I believe, and, and that's that's what we're working on. That's the plan. Okay. I said, Steve, would you please expand on that just a little? I still believe that we can do this, and, and um, I tell the players that almost every day, and uh, and it's, it's authentic. It, it, we do have things to, we've got to improve on, and you know we're down to 30 games left in the season, so we need to take those steps now um, but I still feel like we can do them and uh, I'm, I, I think our team is not afraid of anybody I think given our experience and our history in the playoffs um, our guys have a ton of confidence but you know we got to do a better job especially closing games but overall in general the coaching staff too you know we've got to we've got to settle on some rotations and, and uh, you know figure out exactly how we're going to put this puzzle together the best way that we can because it's it's still not clear. And, you know, while that is disconcerting, I, I still believe that it can be done. There's really only one shot that the Golden State Warriors have. If you really want to boil it down, did like what's the one thing that they could have going for them? Team regular season does not matter. I mean, if that's really who they are, team regular season does not matter. And who they are as healthy as they might be when they start playing on the opening night of the playoffs, that's what matters. Now, having said all that, 
Does Steph Curry's absence affect their behavior at the trade deadline? Well, if they were about to do a deal, they still should. If they weren't about to do a deal and stand pat with what they got, they still should. This Curry injury, if we're basically punting on the entirety of the regular season, it shouldn't matter at all. It really shouldn't matter to what they think, what they're evaluating. And, you know, for the person on the uh, Otis Bird Third. YouTube page text line says, you know, it's real simple. Steve Kerr has to say that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Steve Kerr's got enough house credit built up to where he didn't think that they had the real nuts to win a a championship this year. He wouldn't have to be cutesy about it. This guy's hung banners. When you hang banners, you don't lie about your ability to hang banners. Yes, you do. Nah. No, because, because he's not talking to you and me. He's talking to the players. And he sort of tipped his hand in the answer, which is, I tell them this every day. And if he's telling them that every day, he can't give a different story to the outside world. That that was entirely performative. Well, I don't I know what point, he believes. I, 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 don't point, know, I don't know what he believes or doesn't believe. But he plays that game like every other coach in every other year, on every other team, in every other sport. Well, do you realize that he's painting himself into a corner that's going to be hard to get out of? Yeah, but he gets. guess what he gets to say? The day after I said that, Stephen Curry went down for ten games. Maybe. Changes the answer. Yeah, yeah, but but I don't know. I also don't think he cares what the answer is. I don't think he's trying to illuminate us with any answer he gives us. He's basically, you know, he's trying to sell to the players. We could still do this if you guys pull your heads out. So he's painting himself into the corner of my team isn't listening to me anymore. My voice is falling on deaf ears in the locker room, which we all know historically happens to successful coaches. But he also knows that what the outside world thinks doesn't matter. It only matters what the players think and what his two bosses think. Bob Myers is in his corner for eternity. Where Joe Lacob is, who knows? Because Joe Lacob has not had any reason to doubt Steve Kerr up until now. What if Steve's working with a new GM next year who isn't as forever indebted to Steve Kerr? And he starts thinking to himself, you know, Steve Steve was great at this, but he's taken this as far as he can. Well, then that won't be dependent on the answer he gave to us on Friday. That'll be dependent on what the new general manager is watching day in and day out. And Steve Kerr, when it comes to house credit, if the Warriors were stupid enough to get rid of him next year... For whatever reason, he'd have a job in eight minutes. Oh, no, there's no doubt about so that. So it's, yeah, he has nothing to fear. I mean, he's already a made guy. Which is why I don't think he's compelled to lie to us. Of course, every single Golden State Warrior listens to this show. Why wouldn't you? It's brilliant. It's phenomenal. If I could avoid listening to it, I would. But well, that's another story. No, I think he's got, he has to present the consistent message because he's got young guys. You know, look, if it was just about, will Draymond not believe me if I say something to him that's different than what I say to the public? Draymond Green is, he's an old hand. That doesn't affect him. Doesn't affect Curry. Might affect Kaminga. Might affect Poole. So he's got to play, he's got to play the game as though all those guys listen to everything in the outside world. That they're on social media 18 hours a day. So he's got to have a consistent message that follows the message he's giving them. So, of course, he's going to lie if he has to. He's lied hundreds of times. That's who he is because he's a coach. 
Coaches lie when they have to. Well, was he lying about this when I asked him, so what's this week look like for you and Bob Myers as Thursday approaches? Bob and I will definitely sit down, you know, probably early early in the week just to go over um, whatever's happening, whatever's out there, if there is something out there or not. And he'll fill me in on that. And, and then, you know, we just, I, I go back and do my job and he does his and that's about it. So, I mean, generally we, we haven't had, we had the one big one for, for Wigs a couple of years ago at the trade deadline. Other than that, we've had very quiet um, trade deadline periods. And, and so I don't really expect anything to happen. I don't anticipate anything happening, but you always have to be prepared for it. One of the biggest reasons why they're not expecting anything to happen is because they're very aware of their own situation. And their own situation, when you really, like, open up the flower and you just start, you know, you stop looking at all the petals of maybe, maybe not, trade, trade not. When, when you get past all the, you know, dream scenarios and you get into the reality of what the Warriors are working with, they are sitting at the table with terrible hold cards and they're short stacked in terms of chips to actually put on the felt and go gambling with at the trade deadline. It ain't easy. Tim Kawakami laid it out pretty extensively in a column in which we will get into when we come on back here from a real quick break. We got Tim Legler joining us at 415 today on Damon and Ratto. And tonight we're going to get you out to Warriors Live Oh, at about 6 o'clock, because the Oklahoma City Thunder are in town. It's Bruce Lee night, which I, I hope gets you a cool Bruce Lee t-shirt at the very least over at Chase Center. Um, and when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder, look, there's a little bit of a headache coming into Chase Center tonight. Since we flipped the calendar to 2023, Oklahoma City in the NBA is rated first in offensive rating, first in net rating, first in points per game, first in three-point percentage, and they've got the sixth best record overall. They're young. They're too, they're, they're too dumb enough to know what they don't even know yet. So they're just playing, we got athletes, we're going to run fancy, free, carefree basketball. And on a night where Steph Curry's not going to be out there to make up for whatever you're not doing, this is a red alert game for the Golden State Warriors. They don't really have many games that they can just punt away remaining on their home schedule. So when we come on back, we're looking at all of that again. Tim Legler joins us on Damon and Ratto at 415. In the meantime, we are brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right. It is wonderful having you here on a Monday. We got Warriors Live starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home. Your supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And we're brought to you by Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch, yet again, Ray. One of the biggest sponsors of the Super Bowl. Some things change. Some things never will. No, they're. I think they're. They're grandfathered in, and when I say grandfathered, I mean Augie Bush, who died decades ago. <laughs> I just. I love some Clydesdales. I really do. I. I the, the, the best thing that they have to sell Budweiser is the thing that they use the least. 
I don't need goofy frogs. I don't need wise. Ah, get the get the Clydesdales out there stomping around. No, it works you, for me. You you just want the beer. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, you, you, I'll, I'll take I'll I'll take a Bud Light guest line, the Clydesdales, and I'd prefer a Guinness to be honest with you. Oh, that's selling the product. <laughs> oh, thought you were pulling the earphones off to come over and strike me. No, 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 no. I just have an itch right here on the top of my ear. I'm doing a hell of a job taking care of it. You can watch this on YouTube. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's taken a long time for you to get it. Too. It was good. Yeah, I got dry skin, Ray. I've been very itchy. I'd have given you twenty bucks not to, to, tell to me not that. know that, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't even want to tell you places that I put some uh, lotion lately. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so I, I can't. I, I get. No, I, I, you don't want to. I, I, I've want lo- to. I've lost the will to live, quite frankly. Well. A lot of people who are watching what the Warriors have or don't have, thinking that they can go ahead and blaze a new path of interesting for the remaining third of this year by making a deal by Thursday, probably have not read Tim Kawakami's comprehensive piece just about how many roadblocks there really are in the way for the Warriors to do a deal anywhere. So let me share with you. Tim Kawakami's good hard work, so I don't have to do my own. And by the way, I have found out because I read this today and liked the piece so much. I said, Lucas, let's get Tim Kawakami on the show. He said, sorry, can't happen. We've been beaten to the Kawakami. By the morning show, Tim's going to be in studio, 8 o'clock Thursday morning, day of the NBA trade deadline with Butcher and Bonte, uh, getting you ready for all the action the Golden State Warriors probably aren't going to be involved in. And here's Tim Kawakami's piece. Basically, as I watch on the you know, good old-fashioned text line, on the Otis Bird III YouTube chat that is going on, there are a lot of, well, future picks, this player, that player, for player X. And player X ranges all the way from Alex Caruso to Kevin Durant himself. <laughs> and basically, half of you are including in your trade proposals picks that no longer exist or are controlled by the Golden State Warriors and players that can't be moved even if you wanted to. Let me hammer it all out. The Warriors can't trade this year's first round draft pick. So anyone who wants to include this year's first rounder, you can't. They don't have their pick in 2024 because that got flipped to Memphis to take on Andre Iguodala's contract. A player who doesn't give them anything other than, you know, high fives in the locker room. They also can't trade their 2025 first round pick because you cannot deal consecutive first round picks. It's just the rule of the NBA. They also don't have or can't trade their second-round picks this year because that bad boy has gone to New Orleans to move up for, are you ready? Alan Smilagich back in 2019. They don't have a 2024 second-round pick. That was moved to get Eric Paschal. They don't have a 2025 second-rounder because that was included in the Kevin Durant-D'Angelo Russell sign-and-trade with Brooklyn. The 2026 second-rounder That was used to go to Atlanta 
to get Amari Spellman. I mean, you got a lot of business that has been conducted hitting the table this year in terms of that pick's already gone. That option you do not have available to you. That can't be used this year because you already used it. Now, as Tim says, all of this was part of their necessary hyperactivity in the 2019 offseason after Kevin Durant's departure, and they needed to reconstruct their roster. So it's not like these moves were made thinking, ah, we're going to kind of tie our hands together in the future. These moves were made to hang banners of the past. You really can't get mad at any of them. It's just this is business that has already been conducted. Yeah, Bob Myers got drunk and decided to give away his entire decade's worth of draft choices because, well, he has a problem. No, you have to... I mean, that's that's the coin of the realm now. I mean, just this only... That strategy works if you're still good. And they won the last title. So it hasn't like it's been a failed strategy, but... It doesn't allow them any flexibility at this trade deadline, which people should be used to because they've had no flexibility at most of the trade deadlines. Other than the Wiggins deal, they've done nothing at that at that moment in the season. So, you know, get used to it. Well, so those are all the picks that do not exist to be put into a trade that will not be consummated. So then, you uh, you know, the, the, the right thing to do would be Pivoting right back to the roster as it exists. Well, what about these players? Well, the Warriors right now can't trade Andrew Wiggins after signing him to an extension less than just six months ago. Salary cap rules make it very difficult to trade Jordan Poole because of the new extension that he's agreed to hasn't even started yet. And there is no detectable notion that this team wants to trade either Poole or Wiggins to begin with. So then you got to go selecting from the younger guys. Well, guess what James Wiseman and Moses Moody's trade values are right now? They don't exist. They're devoid of trade value unless you found another team that was so enamored, not with either player's reality, but with their day one have yet to be drafted possibilities. Unfortunately, these guys and their careers have quickly given up the goat that they aren't to be counted on as today, maybe even tomorrow, real tangible rotation can contribute NBA players. Now, they could both still turn into that. Some guys take longer than others, especially bigs, but they don't really have any value in Wiseman or Moody to include, they can't trade Poole, they really can't trade Wiggins, and even in the unthinkable move of trading Draymond, that gets even harder to see because he might opt out this summer, which crushes his already difficult to interpret trade value as it is. Bob Myers basically has very few chips that he can put in the center of the table. As he sits down to measure well, okay, that's Team X's offer. What is our offer going to be as Team Y? Let me tell you, Team Y isn't even going to be able to come close to Team X's offer for anything because of who they are and where they are in their life cycles of their draft picks and their contracts. No, no, they're, they're, um, I don't want to say they're screwed because they made these choices. So if you want to say they're screwed, they screwed themselves. They're painted into a corner but, of their yeah. own will. And more to the point, this is a team that isn't active. 
at the trade deadline because they were either too good to bother or too awful to bother. So this is a year when maybe there would be help, but no, once again, the trade deadline is going to happen around them, but not to them or with them. So that's the deal. If I could quote uh, Gene Hackman from the movie Hoosiers, your team is on the floor, folks. (laughs) Your team is on the court. The Golden State Warriors, as they will be tonight, are the exact same team that you're going to have after the trade deadline. Here's the only bit of good news. Here's the only silver lining on the cloud of the Warriors probably aren't doing a deal. At least you can expect to get Steph Curry back after the trade deadline. (laughs) But unfortunately, having Steph Curry up to this point hasn't gotten you better than a game above 500. The Warriors have sadly and unfortunately pissed away so much time with bad basketball that they don't have time to play any bad basketball as they're fighting through this Curry rehab assignment. So they are sort of up the creek without a paddle to even throw into an NBA trade. By the way, I also, I I saw this. And this is another thing that's just killing the Warriors as they're constructed and in hopes of any value that you might have gotten for the guys at the back of this roster. I saw this from Brian Witt, who used to work for uh, NBC Sports. Iguodala, Wiseman, PBJ, and Rollins have played a total a combined total of 489 minutes this season. That is less than 4% of the Warriors' total minutes on this season. And Rollins' season is now over. He broke his toe. He's got a Jones fracture of his fifth metatarsal in his right foot. Now, how you break your foot not playing basketball, I don't know, but he did. So... They've got nothing out of the bottom of their roster. Not even 4% of available playing time. Not even 5% has come out of the bottom of their roster for minutes already allocated this year. And while they were waiting for Perfect to come on by, the possibility of these guys contributing at all seems to have come and gone this year. Well, nobody figured that Baldwin or Rollins was going to play this year anyway. So they sort of don't count. Um, The Warriors have said all along that Iguodala was going to be something for the playoffs. Well, we're still 30 games away from that. Right. And he's already going to miss nine playoff games due to old man knees. You can just feel it coming. He's going to dunk like in game two of the opening round and we won't see him until the Western Conference Finals. That's the bitterness we like to see. Welcome to my side of their table. Seriously, um, the guy's no, they, just a I mean, big nothing this no, year. I mean, I mean the, well, he does an awful lot to encourage our team. Yeah, how come your team gets plowed almost every other night I'm watching them? Well, because the team isn't very good. Right, so you don't need a guy who's a clapper. You need someone who can play. Well, by uh, the way, welcome, especially to you, Ray, to your four o'clock. Don't you threaten me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.